Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Please contact your account representative for more information on these risks. Past performance is not indicative of future results. and other stuff, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff Podcast. Here's your host, Joe Baklovic. Hey everybody, welcome back to Grain Markets and Other Stuff. Thank you for joining me. I know it's been a while since I've done one of these longer form or uh, special videos, but I've just been busy and uh, that's the honest answer. I haven't done a whole lot. I coached Little League again this spring. That kept me very busy. We're all done with that now. I've been fishing uh, quite a bit and I've spent a ton of time putting together subscriber-only content, uh, newsletters, videos, all that sort of stuff. So I've just been busy, but I'm happy to be back here today and to do this video for you. A couple of housekeeping notes here before we get started. If you are listening on the podcast, uh, make sure you leave me a rating or a review. That would be much appreciated. Um, any sort of, of feedback that you might have would be great. Um, if there's something you think I should improve on or add or something that you don't like, definitely let me know. Uh, in regard to the YouTube channel, I did hit my goal of 2,000 subscribers. Um, so thank you. The next goal is 5,000 subscribers, which I know seems kind of lofty, but I think we can do it. I know the listeners and, and the viewers are out there. So if you are uh, watching these videos, you like this content and you have not subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button and hit the like button on these videos if you like the content. The way that YouTube works, the more the more likes, the more subscriptions I get, the more they spread this stuff out. It'll help the, the channel to grow and uh, help to keep this thing going. If you need some additional assistance from me, uh, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on Grain Marketing Plan here in the upper right-hand corner. For $49 a month, I offer a subscription service. I send out just a ton of content, guys, uh, a ton of ideas. Um, I put a newsletter together, an email that goes out every business day at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. That includes every overnight headline that you need to be aware of, uh, breaking news, um, charts, graphics, weather forecasts, grain marketing recommendations, ideas, all that sort of stuff. There's a text message service that goes along with this, subscriber-only videos and content, which cover everything from cash sales to charting uh, to USDA reports, all that sort of stuff. This is a monthly subscription. It can be canceled at absolutely any time. There is no other fee. There's no acreage fee. There's no brokerage account required, no other obligation. I promise I will not try to sell you anything else. This is a standalone deal. So certainly check it out if you're looking for some more information. Um, to get into this conversation here today, I have a question that I'm seeking to answer. Uh, should I sell or forward contract new crop corn uh, during a summer rally, whether it be a crop scare event or uh, otherwise? And markets can rally for a number of different reasons, but most often during the summer, it's it's weather. And there's I'm going to explain to you the process that I'm going to use for this, and I'm going to show you 20 years worth of December corn charts, uh, starting with 2020 back to the year uh, 2001. One. And the metric is this. I'm going to take the high from the time frame from mid-June to mid-July and compare it to the price at contract expiration. 
if that high from mid-June to mid-July is above the contract expiration price, I'm going to say yes, it would have been a good idea in hindsight to sell corn uh, during that summer rally. And the metric that I'm using is the summer high, and I know very rarely you're going to sell the summer high, but that's the metric that I'm using for this video. Uh, if the price at expiration is above that summer high, that mid-June to mid-July high, I'm going to say no. It would have been a bad idea uh, that year. Uh, to sell that summer uh, rally. So that's the metric and that's how this is going to work. A couple of disclaimers. Uh, past performance, of course, is not indicative of future results. Nothing that I show you here uh, today is indicative of uh, what will happen this year or in any other year. And also remember, guys, futures and options trading involves risk of loss. It is not suitable for everybody. Uh, there is no trade recommendation in this video. There will never be a trade recommendation in any of my videos. Uh, it's prohibited by regulations. So that is not something that you will ever see here, uh, just to make that very, very clear. So let's get started with our first chart. The charts I'm going to show you guys are from More Research, and I've talked a lot about More Research. They have a really great subscription service. I've been a subscriber for years. I don't get paid to say that. I pay for this stuff like everybody else. But uh, check that deal out uh, if you're looking for some charts like this. But um, let's start off with 2020, December 2020 corn. Uh, this is burned in your memories for a lot of you because you made early sales and you feel terrible about them. Because in 2020, uh, we were much, much better at expiration uh, than we were at the summer peak. And we're much, much better now than we were at the peak last summer. So 2020 will go down in the history books as being like the worst year ever to forward contract anything, right? Uh, so 2020, by my metric, here, uh, my answer is no. It would have been a bad idea, of course, in hindsight. To uh, it would not been a, it would not have been a good idea to price corn uh, on the summer rally in 2020. Very, very obvious, and I'm sure you guys know that all too well. 2019 is much, much different. 2019, we had a nice rally uh, into June. Uh, it lasted kind of through the first part of July, and then we fell apart. So my answer for 2019 is yes. Yes, it would have been a good idea in hindsight to forward contract new crop corn uh, during the summer rally or at the peak of, really at the peak is the way I'm doing it um, in 2019. And yes, guys, I'm aware, I'll say it again, I'm aware that it's it's almost impossible to sell something at the high. That's just the metric I'm using for this video. It's just as arbitrary as me picking like a, a price at, at a certain close or whatever. Uh, 2018. Uh, we had our peak early that year, not early, but we peaked in May that year. But despite the fact that we peaked in May in 2018, your prices uh, in mid-June and then again uh, in that, I think, second or third week of, of July were better than your expiration price. Um, so my answer has to be yes for 2018. By my metric, um, you would have been uh, better served to forward contract some corn uh, during that period. Uh, uh, summer time frame, even though there was really never a, a spike higher here. But but by my metric, I've got to go with a yes for 2018. 2017, pretty obvious. We had a peak. I recall this uh, right around the 4th of July. And then we just sold off through July, uh, through August, through contract expiration, basically. So 2017 has to be a yes. Uh, by my metric. 2016, also a very clear cut yes here. We had our highs in late June, uh, fell apart even during the month of June. The last part of June was real ugly in 2016, and you got even weaker uh, through July and into August. So 2016, a very clear cut yes here. Yes, it would have been a good idea in hindsight to forward contract new crop corn at that summer peak. 
2015 is a clear cut. Yes, the high was uh, first or second week of July that year, and that peak was much, much better than the price at contract expiration. So 2015 will go down as a yes. 2014 will go down as a yes, although similar to 2018, the highs actually occurred early. It was in April that year that December corn topped, but uh, nevertheless, your uh, peak there in that mid-June uh, it was really late June timeframe was much better than your price at contract expiration. So 2014 also has to be a yes. 2013 is a yes. We never had a big spike high in 2013. As a matter of fact, your contract high for the year, I think came in January, like right at the beginning of the year, but uh, you still would have been better served to be selling corn on these little rallies here in late June or, or even the little uh, rally here in the first part of July versus contract expiration. So 2013 is a yes. 2012, the mother of all modern weather events. Um, this is interesting because the prices vary drastically from late June uh, through mid-July. But using my metric here, I'm going to take kind of like an area in, in this uh, second week of July and use that as my number. We were better then than we were at expiration. Now, the high in 2012 came on August report day. It was August 10th, 11th, or 12th, somewhere in that time frame. Um, but by my metric here, it still would have been a good idea to sell this peak, if you want to call it that, in that mid-June to mid-July timeframe. The best sale, of course, would have been on August report day. And maybe this is a, a demonstration. If you ever run into a big crop failure again, um, be aware of 2012 and that the high came a little bit later than uh, it would in some of your other like crop scare years, because this was a crop scare that turned into a full-blown crop failure, basically. Uh, 2011 is a yes. Um, your highs occurred, I think, in September that year, but you still would have been off, been better off selling the uh, the the June July prices uh, by my metric versus expiration. We we were very very cheap at expiration, so 2011 is a yes. 2010 looks kind of like 2020 um, contra seasonal rally that began really like around the first of July basically is when we bottomed. I think end of June we bottomed, and then we just kind of rallied all the way through um, you know in, into October November. So 2010 is a no. This is a contra seasonal deal. Uh, kind of similar to 2020 in some respects. Uh, 2009 is a yes. It would have been great to sell that uh, that June rally. Really, any time during the last half of June would have been better than expiration. So 2009 is a yes. 2008 was perhaps the largest and most monumental collapse in the December corn contract from the summer high to expiration. Deese corn was up above seven and a half dollars in 2008 in June. Uh, it traded below three dollars per bushel on the board, I believe, uh, prior to contract expiration. So this is perhaps the best example of a year in which it would have been a good idea to make that summer corn sale. 2007 is a yes, uh, but barely because the market did try to creep back in 2007 and actually rallied into contract expiration. So unless you would have sold like the high tick here in 2007, you may have been better off waiting. But by my metric here, I'm using the high uh, from, from the summer rally. By my metric, the answer is yes, you would have been better served to make that summer sale. 2006 is a no, uh, kind of a contra-seasonal deal here. 
Now, when I get into these years, guys, 2006 and before, you're kind of talking like pre-ethanol era type stuff. And the markets were different back then for a number of different reasons. And that's a whole nother video, a whole different conversation. But uh, 2006 is a no uh, by my metric here because we rallied into contract expiration. Uh, 2005 is a yes. You peaked out second week of July, really fell apart. 2004 is a yes, peaked out in, um, would have been like, mid to late June, I think, but you were better, uh, in mid to late June, you, you sold off into July 1st, but you were still better even at July 1st than you would have been at a contract expiration. Uh, 2003 is very, very close, but I've got to go with a no. Um, I think that last bar there on expiration day, we were above the summer high, but it's very, very close. But by my metric, I'm going to go no in 2003, uh, 2002, is a yes. You had a weird uh, peak that year in September, but still your prices like right around that 4th of July weekend um, would have been better than they were at expiration. So no, you wouldn't have nailed the high, but you would have been better off versus expiration. Certainly 2001, my last year is a yes. Uh, we peaked there. I think it was first or second week of July. We were much cheaper at contract expiration. So that's 20 years worth of charts. Let's do a tally here. I've got 16 years out of 20 in which it would have been a good idea in hindsight, of course, to make that sale at the peak during the June or July rally. I have only four years, 2020, 2010, 2006, and 2003, in which it would have been a bad thing, essentially, to make that forward sale. Um, of corn at the summer peak. And again, guys, I'm, I'm, I put some metrics together just for the sake of this video. Maybe if you were to do this, this study or video like this, uh, they would look a little bit different, but by my metric, 80% of the time, 16 out of 20, um, you would have been uh, better served to sell that peak, uh, in then mid June to mid July timeframe versus contract expiration. And again, I will reiterate past performance is not indicative of future results. This has no bearing whatsoever on this year. I'm not advising any sort of trade. I I will never do that in a video, but I wanted to kind of just give you some history here, uh, kind of give you some things to think about as we get into this mid-June to mid-July timeframe. If you guys have any questions, email me, info at standardgrain.com. Drop a comment in the YouTube video. Uh, I replied to just about all of those. Everybody have a great day. I hope this was useful to you. We'll talk to you a little bit later.